It was the week of the Passover. Jesus and his apostles had come to Jerusalem that week. The Last Supper, which took place in the upper room, was their feast of the Passover. But it was much, much more than that. This is where eternal principles were taught. This is where Jesus got down on his knees and washed the feet of his apostles, teaching them about true humility and service. And this is where the sacrament was instituted. It was about dusk or shortly thereafter when they left the upper room and made their way through the city. I would imagine that there was very little conversation as each of the apostles pondered the magnitude of what had just happened in the upper room. They made their way through the city gate, across the brook of Kidron, up the gentle slope of Mount Olivet to the olive orchard known as the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus paused just before the garden, turned to his apostles and said, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. But Peter, ever impetuous, said, Although all shall be offended, yet will not I. I would think that Jesus looked at Peter, not judgingly, but compassionately and knowingly, when he answered him, saying, Peter, this day, even in this night, before the cock crows twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. Eight of the apostles Jesus left at or near the entrance to the garden with the instructions, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. Jesus entered the garden with Peter, James, and John. There was a serene stillness a quietness in an already quiet night. It was as if nature itself was in reverence. As Jesus walked, he was soon enveloped by a deep sorrow. And when he came to a certain part of the garden, he was impelled to deny himself the companionship of even the chosen three. And he instructed them to wait for him, but to stay awake. He might have felt that somehow, if these three dear friends stayed awake, and earnestly prayed for him that it would help give him the strength he needed to take upon himself the burden of the sins of all mankind. Jesus left them, went a little further into the garden, fell to the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Father, all things are possible unto thee. 
take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. This part of his impassioned supplication was heard by at least one of the waiting three, but all of them soon yielded to weariness and ceased to watch. It was at that moment in time that the great weight of the sins of the world began to press down upon the Savior. Weakened by his suffering, Jesus returned to the three, his soul in agony, and he found them sleeping. Sleepest thou? Could ye not watch with me one hour? He left them again, knowing in his heart that they were falling asleep, even as he stumbled back deeper into the garden to pay the price for their sins. Once more he pleaded in agony, Oh, my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. Returning a second time, he found them sleeping again, for their eyes were heavy. And when he awoke them, they were ashamed. A third time, he went to his lonely vigil and again approached the father with the same words of yearning entreaty. It must have been heartbreaking for the father as he watched and listened to the agonized pleadings of his son, knowing that he could not intervene lest we be lost. Jesus was extremely weakened now with the pain. An angel appeared and ministered unto him. The angel might have told him that there were literally millions upon millions of spirits on the other side of the veil, each lending their spiritual strength to his cause, willing him on. But even the presence of the angel and his encouraging words could not dispel the awful anguish. And being in agony, Jesus prayed more earnestly. The pain was now coming in unrelenting waves. Every muscle, every organ, every fiber of his body, every nerve ending trembling with pain, he struggled and groaned under an unbelievable burden.
And it was not just the physical pain, nor the mental anguish alone that caused him to suffer so totally. But there was a spiritual agony of soul, so profound and so exquisite, that it caused Jesus, the great Jehovah, a living God, to tremble in agony and sweat great drops of blood on the ground. In that hour of anguish, Christ met and overcame all the horrors that Satan, the prince of this world, could inflict. This was the supreme contest with the powers of evil. From the terrible conflict in Gethsemane, Christ emerged the victor. But if there was a moment of relief, it was short-lived, for even as he returned to his three apostles for the final time, a company of men equipped with torches and weapons were making their way through the gate of the city across the small ravine and up to the garden where Jesus would soon be betrayed with a kiss. There would yet be cruel inflictions awaiting him, but all the cruelty of all the wicked men in all the world could not begin to cause such suffering as that which he had already willingly yielded himself to in Gethsemane. On the morrow, heavy nails would be driven through his hands and his feet, and he would be lifted on the cross. There, in his last moments, realizing that his atoning sacrifice had been accepted by the Father, and that his mission in the flesh had been fulfilled, he exclaimed in a voice of holy triumph, It is finished. And in reverence, resignation, and relief, he addressed the Father, saying, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And he bowed his head and voluntarily gave up his life.